0: Hey, everyone. This is Joseph. I just wanted to start off the show by reminding you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a mental health platform. No, I'm fucking with you guys. We don't have any sponsors. Um, I just wanted to start off the episode with telling you all a couple things. First and foremost, uh, when me and Emilio decided to record this, we did it in person. And we decided to get drunk because we were reviewing The Nice Guys. And classically in the film, Ryan Gosling is a babbling drunk. So that's what we decided to emulate. Uh, So there are portions in which we get off track and we're kind of just watching the movie instead of talking. So I made sure to edit out portions where there's a lot of dead air. But still, uh, we get off track. So it's a little sloppy. But hey, whatever. I think it's still pretty funny. Uh, Second thing is that our audio did mess up a tiny bit, so I had to use the raw audio that is not compressed, and that's recorded off of our Wi-Fi directly, so there are some portions where my audio sounds not the best. It skips over just a tad bit, and it could be a little annoying, so I just wanted to uh, warn you about that, but otherwise... I think it's another classic episode. Me and Emilio did it again. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy the show. There's something about him. I feel like it's me. I'm looking right at him. He's literally
1: me.
0: Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Okay, everyone. We are live. This is our first live episode We're recording this at Emilio's house, and if you hear a humming in the background, that's because it's hot as fuck. So we have the AC on. Um,
1: Emilio, how are you feeling right now? Um, I have a tendency to, like, look at the the laptop when you're, like, right next to me, (laughs) which is weird. But uh, sorry. Um, I like this. This feels like this feels right. I feel like this is where this is going to go down later on down the line.
0: Yeah, I feel, yeah, it's so funny because, like, right before this, me and Amelia were out at a brewery. We're, like, having a drink, and it's it's never hard to talk to you right now looking at you with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's so odd. It feels weird. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're reviewing the nice guys today. Um, a movie that came out in 2016, and it's also a great like drinking movie. There's a lot of drinks served in this movie. So Emilio made us some drinks. Uh, Emilio, what'd you make us?
1: Uh, I made my personal favorite. Um, if you've had the opportunity or uh, mistake of hanging out with me at home, I usually go for a vodka and Gatorade just because... It's easy to drink. Vodka is... No, not vodka. Oh, shit. I'm already... That shot's already <laughs> kicking in right now. Gatorade. Gatorade is just something sweet to mix with vodka. And it has a super small amount of electrolytes in it. So most of the time when I drink this, I'm not hungover. So Joseph's drinking a lime cucumber vodka. And I'm having a Glacier Freeze vodka.
0: It's a really good combination. I would have never, like, thought... It's funny to to be, like, hydrating yourself and, like, drinking at the same time. But, um, like, I always feel weird when I get a, uh, a vodka soda because that feels very similar. Oh, um yeah. And it also feels like a true alcoholic's drink besides just taking <laughs> I think, a shot. I think,
1: like, anything with, like, liquor and, uh, like, soda is... I think people look at you like, oh, shit, this guy drinks. (laughs) Like, for sure. I
0: remember when I was, like, doing, like, a hardcore calorie deficit, I would order those, and I'd always get looks from bartenders, and they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's
1: actually why I drink this. Like, um, I always tell people I work with I don't drink at home, which I really don't. Um, I only drink at home when I have people over, or if I'm at someone else's house. But, this is pretty calorie conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Which just means I have an eating disorder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh we're, yeah, you also got picked up uh popcorn or chips that are like famously yeah. Yeah, like super at <laughs> The seven yeah. eleven weeks. I was like, Oh, I need a snack. <laughs> and I picked
1: up sea salt fucking popcorn. It was between popcorners. this and uh Tic Tacs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know what's funny is I feel more I feel more comfortable looking at the screen right now. Every time I look at you, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Hey, why is he looking at me? Um, I wanted to ask up top. So, like we talked about last time, Emilio works at a brewery, and this movie deals a lot with uh, alcohol. It's a big thing that fuels the narrative. And I wanted to ask, Emilio, have you ever dealt with like unruly patrons? Uh, has there ever been anything notable that's happened to you while you've been working with someone who's been too drunk?
1: Um, I have. I've had to cut people off before. Uh, as a bartender, um, when I was doing security at the brewery, I've had to, uh, pretty much turn people away. I think the weirdest interaction I've had turning someone away, I've actually had two. Uh, one guy was obviously not the person on the ID, and he just kept saying, like, no, dude, like that's me. He was, like, underaged? or He just didn't have an ID on him, and he had his, what I assume was his dad's ID. Because this guy kind of looks similar to the person on the ID, but just way older and way heavier. And wow. so he showed me that, and I just said, yeah, I can't take that. And he was looking at me and he said, oh, I got surgery. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, I got, I got a surgery. I got some fat taken out of my neck. Okay. And I was like, dude, like, come on. Like, that's not you. And he's like, come on, bro. Like, you're really not going to let me in? Like, are we really going to have a problem here? Like, that's me. Like, are you discriminating me? And I had to get another security guard to come out. And they did the same thing. They looked at the ID and was like, dude, this is not you. And then I guess because I got someone else to say it wasn't him, like, he just cussed us out and got pissed off and stormed off. And then another time, these two guys to try to come in, and this guy had his prison ID. Oh, fuck. So he had just gotten out of prison. Okay. And he presented the prison ID, and I was like, well, this is, like, government-issued, but this isn't a legit ID. Uh-huh. So I got someone else to come over and they're like, yeah, like we can't take this. And the guy started saying like, where are you guys from? Like, where are you guys from, dog? Where are you guys from? And I just said, uh, well, I mean, we're at Arts District. So we're from Arts District. <laughs> from Montebello, yeah. California. <laughs> I was like, we're from Arts District. He's like, okay, all right. You guys are funny, huh? And we're just both like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Jesus And he's Christ, like, okay, buddy. what time do you guys get off of work? And we both said, we get off at 2 a.m. He's like, okay, all right. Like, we'll be here. Like, we'll be around. And we we're both Dude. like, okay, all right. And I remember we uh me and my, my friend, uh we both walked out of the brewery and we're like, Fuck, do you think he's waiting for us? <laughs> and we walked out and like no one was there. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I do get berated um by people when I'm serving them drinks, mm-hmm. or if I have to cut them off. They just get mad.
0: Yeah. I mean, no one likes getting cut off yeah I don't think I've ever experienced that ever, but, but I think I would i mean I've never been one to cause waves like ever uh try to fight anyone or get into some type of altercation, but if someone were to tell me like you're cut off, I'd be super fucking embarrassed
1: yeah yeah i I've been cut off yikes <laughs> um I've been cut off like two times Man. in my life. And, and both times I was just like, Oh fuck, like really? And uh, they're like, yeah, sorry, dude. Like I have to. And I was like, Oh shit. That's crazy. Cause I work at a bar. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. So I must be really fucked up then. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, sorry, dude, we can't serve you. I So I want to ask you
0: next, we're dealing with uh, Ryan Gosling and he's doing such a great comedic performance in the movie we're covering today in the nice guys. Um do you think his character would react well to being cut off?
1: No, I don't think so, not at all. Um I think or actually, shit. Cuz there is a lot of comedic elements to that to that character mm-hmm. that I think are ex- exaggerated because of the film that it is. Yeah. So like I can picture him getting cut off and being like, Oh, okay. And then he'll find the the back the back closet or the cooler and start stealing shit and yeah. drinking that way. Yeah. Or I'm thinking of him as the more grounded character kind of at the beginning of the film where he'll just be like, Oh, okay, well I'm just gonna go drink at home then.
0: Yeah. I think you would do something funny, like come back with like
1: glasses on or some shit
0: and then oh yeah that's else. yeah that's
1: true he'd probably do that or he probably start screaming
0: um man i just want to say this movie is such a good time i love this movie so much the first time i watched it was maybe like i want to say like mm, five years ago i watched it for the first time with uh caro and um i think when two people can agree that something's really good two people that have like somewhat different like taste preferences uh and they both can agree something's good i think that's a sign of quality um and uh oh my god amelia just turned on the tv sorry (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i really enjoyed the movie a lot um the first thing that stuck out to me is that when the movie starts it has the warner brothers logo and it's like a cool 70s logo Mm. i think that really sets the tone uh
1: what was the first time you watched it the first time i watched it actually in theaters oh, shit cool um i really wanted to watch that move this movie um okay
0: so Emilio has been obsessed with ryan gosling a lot longer than i have where were you with your obsession at this point
1: it was still pretty fresh uh it was still pretty like i heard about the movie and i saw the trailer and i saw ryan gosling i was like i have to see this movie So I think I remember not buying tickets super in advance, but I did pre-order tickets a week prior. Uh And I remember telling my then girlfriend at the time, like, we're not missing this movie. Like we have to go see this movie. And, uh, Yeah, it was actually a really great experience watching it in a theater.
0: It's so funny that you bring that up because something that's really notable about this movie that we've talked about uh, in a previous episode is that commercially, this was a huge fucking bomb. Yeah. did not do well. And and you brought up that it lost out to another uh, movie, which was an animated movie. And I believe you said it was Trolls. I think it was Trolls. Some type of animated movie, but... It's just such a shame because these movies I like hold really near and dear to my heart. When I was a kid growing up, watching comedy movies, especially action comedy movies, were like the funniest things ever. Have you ever watched a movie called a? Uh, 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 it's called Hot Shots with uh, Martin Sheen. It's like a, it was like an eighties movie. It's an action movie. They make fun of like Rambo and shit like that. Um, no. And, like, those type of movies always made me laugh. This movie also made me think of Pineapple Express when I was a kid uh, and watched that in the movie theaters for the first time. That made me laugh so much. And then coming back to this, this shit made me laugh so hard. I think it's such a great movie. Um, And it's such a shame that it didn't do well in the box office.
1: I should admit something right now. Um, While Joseph's been talking and I've been responding... I think that shot of vodka kind of kicked in (laughs) because I was uh, trying to look up the nice guys on HBO because I could have sworn that was the last place I saw it. And it turns out it was on Netflix (laughs) and I was having a little, (laughs) I was having a little bit of a a panic attack right now because I was like, (laughs) Oh, fuck. What does this guy think I'm looking up behind the scenes? And the whole time I really was doing that. I knew exactly what he was doing. So I
0: was trying to vamp <laughs> for him. <laughs> just wait for him to look it up. But he's he's on it. He's on Netflix now. He's typing in N. He's going on to I. All right. So while he does that, I just want to break down the first scene of the movie. Uh, immediately, we cut to Los Angeles. And that's the 70s. Uh, and you see the Hollywood sign. And it's like really torn up um and then you cut to a family's house in this family's house this little boy who's about maybe like 10 or 11 swipes his dad's uh uh, porno mag and he's checking out uh the magazine and then there's a uh, uh uh an uh Okay, you just started the nice guys right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pause it. Uh, there is a, um, on the centerfold, there is a model named Misty Mountains. And suddenly, a car crashes through their house. And then the kid goes to check out who crashed their car. And lo and behold, it's Misty Mountains that is that has crashed her car and she dies. And that is the the start to the movie um do you remember seeing that part in theaters
1: yeah um it's it's kind of funny and a little cheesy how because she dies like doesn't she die on the car or like on a rock or something and she's positioned like kind of like how she was in the in the magazine the the centerfold yeah so she's like
0: spread out in the centerfold and then the kid's holding it up and then it pans to her and she's like spread out the same way but but this time she has like blood all over her
1: Imagine how like exciting, and how traumatizing that is for that kid. Like he was like, "Holy shit! I, I now I'm seeing this naked woman that I saw on a centerfold in real life. Like this is awesome." And then the horror of like, "Oh god, she's dead." He probably has like
0: some type of weird kink after that. He probably <laughs> grew up not a sane person. He's a
1: grave digger. <laughs> That's
0: probably. Sad, but that's exactly right. <laughs> That's it's exactly. Right. He hangs
1: out the mortuary now. <laughs> um, or uh, then she says that line, uh, how do you like my car, big boy? Yeah, that's just so that's just such like cheesy, it's very, it's very funny, shit. but it is
0: funny how it just connects back at the end. Um, so just uh, okay, so me and me have been drinking. We're gonna we're gonna try our best to to give you a rundown of the movie. We're all, we're not gonna hit on every point. I want to say I'm want to tip my my hand already. I, I love this movie, and I think you guys should all go watch it. Right. Emilio, tell us the synopsis for the movie real quick.
1: Oh shit! Um, <clears throat> so Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling, is a down on his luck private eye 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia, Margaret Quayley, mysteriously disappears. Healy and March soon learn the hard way that some dangerous people are also looking for Amelia. Their investigation takes them to dark places as anyone else who gets involved in the case seems to wind up dead. Just like that woman... Naked, dead in front of that little boy.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, The movie was also directed by Shane Black, who has a lot of good credits. He worked on uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in 2005. Uh, He worked on Iron Man 3. And he has such a good fucking background in action movies. He worked on Predator. Uh, He worked on Lethal Weapon. He worked on The Last Boy Scout. And so for him to take on this movie was like an action comedy that relates back to all those action movies in the 70s and 80s like i don't think there was i'm sure there would have been better. oh god i know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm sure there's better people but he has such a background in it that uh he really makes it his own it's a really fun the action is really stop and go and the comedy is super super funny
1: i do want to point out that he did direct and in- I think he co-wrote the new Predator movie,
0: the 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: which is really fucking bad. Don't yeah, watch that.
0: I, I omitted that. That's the first thing on his. <laughs> yeah, it's the first Predator thing on there. Yeah, <laughs> the I IMDb.
1: Just, it's like because I do. I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, and then the nice guys, obviously, and then his next one was the Predator, which was shitty. Yeah. Bad. It was, it was so bad um i have a friend of mine uh maybe maybe he listens his name's diego um he also has a podcast called the uh, the waffle press i think but shout out um, diego he like we've talked about it cuz we both love this movie so much and we talked about how we love shane black and his writing and we were just both like yeah like that really sucked that was like a pretty bad movie yeah there was so much stuff that was supposed to happen and it just didn't happen. Like studio meddling got involved. But we both talked about the thing that really turned us off was the ending when they make... I don't remember the ending. What happened? The, there's like there's an ending part where they find this super weapon that the Predators leave the humans and it's literally an Iron Man suit But it looks like a predator and it's supposed to kill predators and like, like a scientist is like like messing around with it and it literally latches onto him and there's like this big CGI sequence where it grows and evolves on him and he just turns into a mechanical, like a mecha predator.
0: When did the first Iron Man come out?
1: I think in 2008.
0: Okay, so they were fucking 10 years late on that shit. (laughs) So that really sucks.
1: (laughs) I just remember seeing that, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this is a stupid movie. (laughs) Uh,
0: So in the movie, we're introduced to uh, Russell Crowe's character. It's uh, Jack Healy, and he's a bruiser for hire. And we see that he is uh, an older person, maybe, like, in his 40s or so. Um, And he is really good at his job, but he has, like, no attachment. He has no feelings. And then we were introduced to Ryan Gosling's character, Holland March. And we the first scene we see of him, he's waking up in a in a tub mm-hmm. full of water, and he's dressed up in a suit, and uh he gets a phone call that wakes him up and it's from his daughter, who's about like twelve or eleven, reminding him that her birthday's coming up. Uh so automatically you get the dynamic that Healy is smart, he's more wise, and he is tough, and then that Ryan Gosling character's uh Holland March is really dumb (laughs) um a big time fuck up but he has a lot of but he is smart but he has a lot of dumb luck and so the way that they're connected is that healy russell crowe's character gets hired by a girl named amelia and amelia wants healy to beat up holland march ryan gossings character because she's being followed around by him um what were your like general thoughts of the beginning? Like what? Like which character between Healy and uh, Holland March? Which one did you feel more connected to right off the bat?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna let you take a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is kind of dumb to ask that question. <laughs> I was like, I saw, yeah, like he Russell Crowe, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid because I'm thinking about because I just rewatched it today, but I'm thinking about when I first watched it, mm-hmm. when Ryan Gosling's character kind of pulls up in the car and he's getting gas. Yeah. And he's, like, shaving his neck, like, trying to, like, get clean. And I was like, oh, this guy's this guy's so funny. <laughs> and this guy's cool. He I is, like him. He has such good
0: comedic timing. Uh, I do love him a lot in this movie. Um, and it's just so interesting to me because the way that holly, that uh excuse me i was gonna call him holly um the way that ryan gosling got famous in the first place was doing dramatic roles romantic roles uh the past two movies we just covered both of them are dramas and then suddenly he took this big turn i don't i don't know if this was his first like comedy thing but um he just fucking kills it he's so funny in this and um yeah I think this this was the first movie that made me realize that he has really good comedy instincts he is really funny
1: I think his first comedy role was crazy stupid love oh that's right yeah and then after that he had that small part in um oh, I'm blanking on the name God damn it fucking vodka but um, um <laughs> it's called Old, uh, yeah the big short The big short That's, yeah
0: but when that come out was that i think that might have been after this movie Mm-mm.
1: no it came oh, out short? prior
0: to this maybe yeah 2015 damn so oh, okay then yeah the big sh- but of all these movies i think this is the first role where he's completely playing a person who is a loser like right oh, yeah you see uh, his character halden march and he's just funny from the start he never has a moment where he's taken seriously. Even even the times where he does do a good job at being a detective, he's still
1: just stupid, and people to doubt him the whole time. Um, I think it's because, like, also it's mainly um, how his character is portrayed is that he has like these moments of genius or these moments of like, oh, I know what's going on, but. I think the way he carries himself because he's, I'm I think I'm going to get pretty deep right now, but um, how like, he's kind of like numb to everything because yeah. obviously he's drinking throughout most of the movie. Yeah. Like people look at this guy like, Oh, he, this dude's just a fucking alcoholic. Like, yeah. Like he can't, he can't like figure this out. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on, but then there's so many moments where he's actually putting all the pieces together. Yeah. But, Sometimes he's like too drunk to like say it. See, because uh, I think there's one scene later on towards the film where he's like, Oh, it's like this. Like, this is what's going on. Yeah. And they're like, Wait, what? And, like, and he just like explains it, like babbles on about it.
0: It's a scene where he's getting uh, berated by uh, Russell Crowe's character and his yeah. daughter. Yeah. And they're both saying, and then his daughter has a, uh, his daughter's played by, her name is uh, Holly March in the movie. But uh, her name, the actress's, the actor's name is Angori Rice. She's also in, uh, she's done a number of things, but she's also in uh, Mayor of Easttown. That's a HBO oh, yeah, that's show. Right. Uh, she's fucking awesome in that, in that that's show. That's a really good show, too. I that's love that show. That's a fantastic show. She's really good. Um, and in this movie, she's really good, too. She plays, like, the smart kid who keeps her dad on top of shit, and she does a really good job. So in that scene you were talking about, she also breaks down finally and just says like, you're a fuck up. Yeah. Like you don't
1: know what you're doing. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. And yeah. then suddenly he just blurts out like, actually no, I I put everything together and he's correct about it.
1: He's just drunk, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> um, I, I think the, the part that really got me invested, I mean, the start of the movie is really fun, but the part that gets me finally locked in and invested in this movie is when they decide to team up um healy interrupts uh, holland's daughter's birthday party that's happening at a at a bowling alley yeah and he wants to hire him to go find amelia because suddenly he can't contact her and he kind of gets worried for her so he hires holland and the scene is very funny um i noticed in the scene that the that that holland ryan gosling's character or ryan gosling wants to laugh as he's saying funny stuff and he's kind of smirking when he delivers lines just slightly just a little bit and i think that's fine when i like the person but if i don't like an actor and they start to break a little bit that kind of annoys me like jimmy fallon for example
1: oh well that guy's annoying
0: (laughs) i mean i know that's an easy take (laughs) to have because now everyone fucking hates jimmy fallon but um that did sort of remind me a little bit of like jimmy fallon-esque but i did but i still like him in, in that scene um oh fuck wait okay amelia's going through the movie right now <laughs> I want <to> <laughs> right before uh so in the scene where we're first introduced to holland march he's trying to find this girl named amelia and we're going beat through beat showing how he gets his job done and one scene, he's like trying to get information from a local barkeep, and he decides to break into this bar to uh, get information on Amelia. And so, what he ends up doing is he breaks in and he smashes his hand into a window, and he ends up cutting himself really bad. Yeah. What do you think of, of Ryan Gosling's a uh, performance when he's trying to be like when he's trying to bleed and be funny at the same time?
1: I thought that was. I thought that was great. It was so funny. Like just the delivery of when he pulls out his hand, he's like, "Oh, that's that's a lot of blood." <laughs> like, I think like anyone else would be reacting like that. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming that he was buzzed or something, or or hung over hung over. But he's like, "Oh shit!" Like that's that's a lot of blood. Oh fuck! And next thing you know, like you're bleeding out because especially like I think it was his wrist. So obviously either he called nine one one or someone called nine one one and I like how he's freaking out in the in the ambulance. In the ambu- like he's trying they're to trying leave to like yeah. hold him down. Yeah. I think that that's a scene that you could fuck
0: up really easy if you're not funny. And he does such a good job. It's really funny. Uh his delivery is really funny. Him trying to get out of the gurney as they're transporting him and he's bleeding all over the place is really funny. Um he does, yeah, I'm gonna say this a thousand times over, but he does a great job. Uh, yeah, so Healy ends up hiring uh, Holland to find Amelia because Healy gets um, he try he gets uh, uh, roughed up by two goons for hire that are trying to find Amelia. So what they end up doing is they try to find Amelia's boyfriend. Amelia's boyfriend is a, a cinematographer who makes movies. And they hear that his uh, house burned down. And so they go to his house to go put the pieces together. Um, what did you think about the little boy who shows up and gives them more info about what happened to the house?
1: Um, I just like that interaction with that kid. Because he's obviously like some kid on the street that just knows... Like, he obviously knows what happened. Like, he knows something went down. And he's kind of playing into that. So, he bribes them for, like, money at first. And they're, like, he, they finally pay up the money to hear something from him. And then after that, the kid starts saying, like, he's like, you want to see my dick? <laughs> like, it's just, like like, just comedy- stuff like that like so out of left field like like how how would anyone react to a little kid asking like yeah i got some information like okay here it is like okay you pay me he's like i mean what else should i do for 20 bucks you want to see my dick
0: (laughs) it's just very funny like that was the only i i know when i watched this the first time i just laughed but watching it now as an adult i was (laughs) thrown back and thinking like what the fuck <laughs> like do you, like that was the only part that really got to me that like took me out of the movie but it, it's still really really funny
1: there is a there's like two scenes that um i did want to point out that were actually really funny yeah uh obviously when jack healy meets uh march and his daughter is like off playing obviously yeah and then she comes back and then he goes like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you a rim job. And he goes, rim shot! <laughs> and he looks around and he's like, rim shot! Because he's like, what the fuck? Like, Why are you saying that here? Yeah, his daughter and, misspoke. And then obviously when they're in the stall and uh, now he like bought a gun after he broke his arm mm-hmm. and he's shitting on the stall and he's like, oh, this thing's going to stay right here. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, like the comedic, like the physicality of it is like him trying to open the stall because he doesn't want Russell Crowe's character to feel like he can get the upper hand but he keeps like s- slamming it open and he's trying to pick up the gun he's trying to pick up his pants Um, those were like those were super funny scenes
0: there's a lot that goes on in this movie trying to break down the story is like a little difficult because uh, so we have this girl that they're trying to look for named Amelia Amelia made this pornographic film and everyone involved in this film suddenly starts dying. But on top of that, uh, the other story that's going on in this movie is that there's a lot of smog in in Los Angeles during the 70s. And then we quickly find out it's because of these broken catalytic converters. Um, So we're constantly going back and forth between all these different stories that are are going on. Trying to find Amelia, this uh, porno film that she made. And then also the catalytic converters creating smog so what ends up happening is that they start to go they end up going to this uh party and at this party there's going to be a, a porno uh porno producer that worked with amelia so they want the the nice guys ryan gosling and russell Crowe want to go there to question him so they end up going to this party and i really like this scene because there are so many extras in in the scene there are so many uh, good costumes that they're all wearing. The house yeah. in the background is so cool. I um, think
1: this this really doesn't take place during Halloween, does it? It's just like some random like Hollywood costume party thing. I don't. Yeah,
0: I don't think it does. But it's funny you bring that up because there are people like dressed up as mermaids. There's one guy yeah. dressed up as Pinocchio. Uh, they have a band playing Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I think we're supposed to believe that it is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um. And uh, so, at this party, um, they end up finding this producer. Uh, Ryan Gosling has this, uh, or Holland March has this uh, uh, dumb luck that he constantly has throughout the movie, where he's flirting with some some stripper that's dressed up as a Native American, <sighs> and she ends up shooting him because he says that he works in the movies, and he uh, he gets pretend shot, and he falls over and and rolls down this big ass hill.
1: You know what's funny is that I remember the exact lines. From, go, dude, go for it. <laughs> what goes, did they say that for? He was like, <laughs> "Um, he was shoot me." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Shoot me, shoot me, fucking shoot me!" And then like she pretends to shoot him. He's like, "Ooh, oh!" And then he fucking flips back and falls over down the hill oh god i hate that i know that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but it's so funny like the, the whole scene is just so fucking funny
1: yeah um oh and then he finds the um the the produce the dead the dead body of the producer yeah and i think he's well he he lands next to a tree and then he gathers himself and he's sitting there and he's going like oh i'm okay like i'm all right and that woman fucks off because she was drunk or something. She was like, oh okay, like my fun's over. And then uh he start. I think he starts like lighting a cigarette. Yeah. And then he finds the, the producer and he can't like get the words out. And he's doing like this weird like slapping and like a like a breath, like he can't catch his breath. And he finally starts going like Hilly. Like Hilly. Like. <laughs> like that part's so funny too. Like that's like that's like another part of like how good he is comedically. Yeah, because you like watching it, like like you kind of know it's a bit. Yeah, but he's just doing it so well. Yeah, it's really funny. It's
0: like uh like Three Stooges type shit where it's super old mm. comedy, but he does he does it's really it's really funny. He does a good job. Um, so the the next part that I want to point out is that. So they find this dead producer. Now there's a dead boyfriend, a dead producer that are all connected to this film, and Amelia's still missing. Uh, Amelia's at this party. She decides to run away, and she gets warned by Healy's daughter. Her name's Holly, and they both end up running away. And um, they're getting chased by these two goons that attacked uh, um, uh, Russell Crowe's character. And it all ends up culminating in uh, this one goon catching up to uh, Amelia and Holly in the middle of the road. And you think it's like over, they're going to get caught up, and it's kind of scary. And then suddenly a random van runs them over, or runs over the goon. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) what's so funny that this movie does so good is they have random lines that they never come back to like um, the driver of the van, you think it's going to be one of the nice guys or like it's going to be someone that's going to come to save the day, but it's just some random dude that hit him. He opens the car door and he just yells out, oh shit! And he just (laughs) gets the book out of there. (laughs) As anyone in LA would do, probably. Okay, so after this scene, uh, the cops show up, Amelia runs away, and we find out that Amelia's mom is in charge of like the like the Justice Department or something for the for the city of Los Angeles. That's right. And the uh, the mom ends up calling them in to her office. Um, and we find out that Amelia's on the run because she was trying to expose her mom for uh covering up the pollution that's happening from these catalytic converters. So all these things are connected together. There's the porno film that Amelia made that was made to expose the catalytic converters that her mom is trying to cover up. So the mom ends up hiring the two nice guys to try and track down Amelia.
1: You know what I just remembered? Uh-huh. There's a part that is kind of weird. And even, um, uh, Healy points it out to the people that are participating in it, but they're watching a porno with, um,
0: with Holland's daughter. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. that that scene was that didn't age well at all <laughs> so like holly sneaks into the party and she's with a bunch of guests and then she's like watching one of the porno films and and uh, healy walks in and is like you should go home we should get out of here and it's supposed to be really funny but it is super weird now watching it
1: there's also a funny part um when they're leaving the uh party because March's daughter gets kidnapped and he gets in some random person's car to kind of drive off and, and get her back. And he has no control of the car. So he starts screaming because that's all he can do. And he rams into a, a tree uh-huh. and then he gets stuck. and he starts like like, <laughs> because he's so pissed. Um, yeah. But there's a scene, the dream sequence where, He's driving with Russell Crowe's character. Oh, there's also that one sequence that we did skip, which is uh, they go to the hotel Mm -hmm. that they believe that she's staying at. And they're in the elevator, and they're going up in the elevator, and they get to the floor that they're supposed to get to, and some guy's getting, like, there's two or three dudes getting shot up in the hallway. Yeah. And they literally both like look over and they're like, "Well, that's none of our concern." And they both get in the elevator and as the shootout is still happening and they're going down the in the elevator, they see like one body fall and like another body fall and you can just there's like a look that Ryan Gosling has in this face where he's kind of like trying not to I'm assuming like not throw up or have a panic attack, but he's just like, he has like this weird look of like, Oh fuck. Like, what are we doing? I Um, think,
0: I think like that's such a funny thing. And um, to establish that they are trying their best, they're detectives, but they're not fucking action heroes that are going to save the day. So it really establishes like, they're just normal guys. Like trying to fucking finish a job. That's it. But they are really funny. I also like that. This is a good LA movie. Uh, they, yeah, they shoot in so many locations that are really true to where they they say they're going to. Like when they end up at this Burbank hotel, that's an that's an actual hotel in Burbank. Um, when they go to, um, they like shoot a lot in downtown. The protest happens at the um, at the uh, which my god at City Hall in downtown. Um, it's really cool. I think it just sucks that this movie didn't do good because. Yeah because of that, like a lot of other movies don't get the big budget that this would have gotten.
1: I do like the, that like, there's like little like nods to things where in the scene where he's dreaming Russell Crowe's character, uh, he goes like, yeah, I got an ankle gun. And he just like pops up his foot and there's like the ankle guns right there. No. Um, Yeah, there's just, like, so many little nuances that happen throughout the film that you kind of do have to, like, pay attention to. I think that's, like, a thing that Shane Black does very well. Because in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, have you seen that movie? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I have seen the movie. There's so many of those little, like, nuances, too, that you kind of do have to be paying attention to it to see them. There is a line in that movie that's... Me and my cousin, Cruz, always uh, always bring it up whenever we see each other. And uh, uh, the movie stars, Val Kilmer and, and Robert Downey Jr. And um, Val Kilmer tells uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, he's like, if you looked up the word idiot in the dictionary, you know what you'd see? He goes, me? And he's like, no, the definition of an idiot, which is what you fucking are. just <laughs> That movie's funny too. I definitely recommend watching that movie as well.
0: I think it's. um... uh, Shit. I don't know what the fuck I was going to (laughs) say. I hope this is going good. All right, let me look at my notes. Oh, make sure your screen's on.
1: Well, it looks like Joseph needs a little refresher. Yeah, let's do it. I'll be right back.
0: Let me go ahead and hit pause. All right. And we're. and we're back okay
1: yeah we never left
0: <laughs> yeah no nothing happened melio didn't make more drinks okay so uh i made these kind of strong yeah these did these do taste even more strong. <laughs> I was reading, it? I already did yeah okay so we're back take a little
1: break oh shit <laughs> oh <laughs> wow
0: melio made more drinks um the next scene the next progression in the movie is that uh, the nice guys, Russell Crowe and and Ryan Gosling, get double-crossed. And it turns out that uh, Amelia's mom, who's in charge of the Justice Department, uh, sent a hitman to go kill Amelia, who is in uh, Mr. Holland, or what's his name, Ryan Gosling's character. March. Oh, yeah, Mr. March's home. And at the house is not only Amelia, but his daughter and a friend, too. Uh, Yeah. What do you think about the scene video?
1: There's a really good, um, uh, there's a really good line. I don't know if it's specifically in this part or before. Oh wait, wait, wait. I think it is in this part. Yeah, where the sister is uh, at, or no, sorry, uh, Holly's friend is there with Holly, and uh, March comes in. He's like, I thought you guys were hanging out at, at Holly's. And she's like, oh, yeah, but my my sister went out with, like, a guy friend. And then uh, Marsh goes, my sister's such a slut. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this scene introduces Matt Bomber, who is the hitman that is sent to kill, I'm assuming, essentially all of them. And he has a really odd look to him in this movie, like kind of like he has like a weird haircut and he just has like this stone cold kind of faced, but he's he does like the smile too. Yeah. Um, And then there is this part that I do have it on right now is which it's when he goes to his car because he realizes that he's going to have to like kill all these people in the house. And he pulls out a machine gun. Yeah. And he just starts blasting on the entire house. I like that you point out his look. I think
0: that is very of reminiscent of 80s. Oh, God. I really just took a sip. He, he, he recoiled. Yeah. Um, I think that's really reminiscent of 80s and 70s action movies where the bad guy is very pronounced like their look is very pronounced. You can tell that this is a slimy, crazy, weird person. Um so I like that they did that. All the bad guys in this movies all have like a a, a weird like vibe to them.
1: They do like they have like like real personality yeah. to
0: them. And you can instantly tell that they're going to be uh they're going to do something weird or or shady. Um so yeah. In this scene, it's it, it the actions really stop and go, and this is a this is a scene where the action's going full force, one hundred percent. So he's trying to get to Amelia, but he doesn't get to her, and she runs away from the house. And then lo and behold, Amelia's hitchhiking, and the killer walks up to her and just shoots her oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. Which is so
0: brutal for this movie because it's so funny. And pretty happy go lucky. People do die in the movie, but Amelia, this character who we're supposed to care about, just dies outright in like the last 30 minutes of the movie is pretty crazy.
1: I would say there is actually like a lot of like brutal deaths, like like just straight up like in your face. Like there's um there's a guy who gets run over by the van. Yeah. Um, there's Amelia's death, yeah, where she gets shot in the face by the assassin. The and, producer died in the background. Yeah, the producer. Um the first one wasn't too bad. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> there was uh there was also a
0: lady that gets shot in the background when the oh, when the two yeah! goons first show up That's to funny. uh Healy's apartment, she gets just shot in the crossfire and they never explain anything or go into like the it just it's just in the background. That happened, someone died, and it's so funny. <laughs> Isn't the effect like she gets shot in the shoulder and it's just like boom like it looks yeah. like a big like a big like blood spurt just comes out of her but it's just so funny how they never talk about it after that just like yeah she got caught in the crossfire and that's it <laughs> those are just things you
1: can't talk about you know like if you're in a big like if like dudes are invading your house and you're trying to get out of it and your neighbor or or someone, because I'm assuming that he lives on top of a club or something like that. Or a yeah, bar. he lives on top of a car. Uh, someone says John. It's like, oh, well, we can't talk about that. <laughs> That's just what happens in L.A. A part of me wants to say that I would never go to the first car I see, but then also like maybe I would. <laughs> if you
0: and it's funny because if you took the time to really look at where she died in relation to he to uh, March's house it's like it's not even a mile away yeah <laughs> like she would have seen i don't know it's it, whatever you don't want to point it once you get trying to point point out the real logistics of a movie then of course you're going to find holes everywhere so just
1: whatever <laughs> there is um there is a good uh this movie what this movie does very well too is it builds um background to yeah. the characters yeah because there is a scene right before that big shootout where uh, March's daughter Holly is uh, sitting in like a vacant uh, lot, and that's where their original house was when um, March's wife and Holly's mother was still alive. But he got uh, hit in the head on a on an investigative case. And he couldn't smell. So there was a gas leak and the house blew up. It's so a, that's what I think they, they, they also, um, they also poke at that too, where it's like, you can't, oh yeah, yeah, it's at the very beginning. He's like, you can't smell that. Good
0: plot point. Yeah, that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you can't smell.
1: Yeah. And like, I think, uh, uh, Healy's character is like, you don't smell that? He's like, no. He's like, wait, what, what? You really don't smell that? No, I can't smell. You can't you can't smell anything? No. You're a detective and you can't fucking smell? So look like there's like a there was a thing, okay? Like it was a whole thing that happened. And there's actually like like it's funny in the moment, but then there's such like a dark <laughs> yeah. origin as to why he can't smell. Like this guy literally blew up his whole house because he couldn't smell a like gas leak.
0: Yeah, the whole thing yeah, that's a big plot point too. That's why he uh he's a widower because his uh he couldn't smell a gas leak and then his house blew up and his wife was in there. So that's why it's just him and his daughter.
1: I love their suits. I like. I really like their clothing. Whoever is
0: the uh, costume designer, costume designer did such a good fucking job. Like, I think it's really easy to make seventies clothing look tacky and old and and just silly, but they really stylized all the characters really well. Um and also made sure to dress them to their personalities too. Yeah, Healy's always in a like a leather duster. He looks cool and like he'll beat the shit out of you. And then, um, Ryan Gosling's character is always in nice suits. But what's really funny is that his suits are always torn at the hand because his hand is broken when he <laughs> broke it. Yeah, and these are they're always just such small details that are so funny throughout the movie.
1: You know, it's kind of like. I always had this thought when I watched watch this movie but Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling really do fit very well in like this time era. Yeah. Like like even maybe like if it wasn't their characters but their look that they have they fit really well. Yeah. Like some shows and films like try to put actors into like certain time uh time frames. And it doesn't look like they fit well in it. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys like fit very well, especially their characters' personalities and how they portray them.
0: Yeah, even the the daughter too. Yeah, Uh, everyone looks like they're up the era. Yeah, they did a good job.
1: I think the only other actor that can like do that is probably Brad Pitt. (laughs)
0: Brad Pitt too. Yeah, he does have like a timeless face.
1: He's he's in like five World War II movies.
0: (laughs) So. In the movie, um, they finally put together that this film that Amelia has been making that's supposed to expose her mom and the, and how crooked she is, is still out there. Um, and they put together that most likely it's going to be shown at an L.A. auto show that's going to happen the, sa- the very same night that this killer escaped that killed Amelia. So they speculate that they should show up to this party this big LA auto show, and most likely this film will be projected, and it'll it'll expose Amelia's mom as a as a crooked person who is uh, covering up these catalytic converters that are creating a bunch of smog in LA.
1: There's it. Well, I mean, I have it on in the background right now, and it's when Tally confronts March and uh, Healy's character, and she's basically telling them like, "I'm going to kill you guys," and March is like, "What? No, like you wouldn't do this." He's like, well, he she just said he she killed two other people. He's like, but no, like 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 this isn't who you are.
0: <laughs> it is and really then, funny that that uh, March's character, Ryan Gosling's character, falls in love with this person who is so crooked. Um, but he still sees like the good in her, but it, it's too, it just speaks to how dumb he is <laughs> that he can't even, <laughs> that she admits that I've killed three people before. Like I've been, I've been a criminal and still he's like, no, she's just misunderstood.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, um. there's a, uh, yeah. Even like the part where he reaches for the ankle gun that he thinks Russell Crows Crowe has uh, because of his dream. And he even says, like, where's your ankle gun? And he's like, what, what ankle gun? And he's like, the one, like the one right here, like this is where you're like, oh, like, look, there's my ankle gun. And he's like, I never told you that shit. And he's like, oh, fuck. Wait, was I dreaming that? Like the realization out loud is so funny.
0: I think it speaks to like his character could have it together if he was coherent, but he's always just drunk and fucking falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> A bumbling idiot that he just fucks up every time. I also want to point out that there's a character named Chet, who is the projectionist, and he's also um, the person who led Healy and March to the burnt down house where they got a bunch of leads. Uh, his dad in real life is fucking Val Kilmer, dude. Oh yeah, you're,
1: that's right. You were telling me about him earlier. And now that we talked about how the director worked on Kiss oh, Kiss Bang oh, he bang, worked bang. with yeah, worked so
0: with fucking Val Kilmer. Oh, before, that's, that's probably a how cool. He got the but nepotism works, guys.
1: Yeah, it does. It really does. I wish I grew up in that nepotism bubble.
0: <laughs> I wish my dad had connections. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Oh shit. Okay. So that's the character that's Al Kumerson. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I wish I got a good look at him because I, I really want to see if there's a resemblance there.
0: He does look like him. I just saw him right now. I was like, yeah, that it, it totally looks like him.
1: Oh uh, Okay you so, so, um i was gonna say i think this is one of the first films too where we see uh overweight uh, russell crowe yeah and like a leading man role
0: he looks great though i think like, he does he
1: looks good as like a like a bigger guy
0: and i think that uh that just sucks that actors have to maintain such a physique and uh i mean i see him now he looks very you know he looks like a normal dude but that's he still like looks dad. incredibly handsome and yeah. he does such a good fucking job selling that he's this tough bravado guy that's really smart um i do also want to point out that in this scene uh in this movie is keith davis he plays oh, yeah. one of the goons and he is such a great fucking actor he was in dead presidents he does so many voiceovers and in, in uh video games like mass effect and um I love Keith Davis. He's such a great actor.
1: He's in Saints Row too. And
0: Saints Row too. He's also in Saints Row. That's true.
1: I love those movies. I love those uh, video games.
0: He's very, very cool.
1: So at the party,
0: they're trying to find Chet to make sure that they can secure the copy of the movie that'll expose uh, Amelia's mom and also solve the case and make sure that Amelia gets uh, justice for being murdered. Um, and what ends up happening is that they find the movie, but also Ryan Gosling's character gets held up by one of the goons, and the whole time he's pretending to be drunk. What do you think of his drunk making sure that he's selling that he's drunk acting?
1: It's terrible. It's terrible. Um. Ah. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, when you're it supposed to
0: be terrible, right?
1: When you're, like, belligerently drunk, like, there's no telling how you're going to act. Um, I guess he plays it well that he's just, like, having, like, some type of mental crisis when he's drunk. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people have very drunk episodes and... Mean actually, (laughs) I mean, he does. I I, I would say he plays it well for like what he's trying to do, which is act drunk and act like, Oh my god, like what am I doing? Like, and yeah, he's just, yeah, he does play that pretty well. But like, some act, like, sometimes when you're watching actors play drunk, it's so hard to believe it. Because they're more outlandish about it yeah. but I mean this dude is like a pretty good the fucking Richard, top tier Richard actor Nixon
0: joke is so funny in this
1: <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty good like top tier actor so I'm sure he's like oh, okay like everyone knows my character's gonna be drunk. Let me play a drunk person. This whole scene is so chaotic with the pool party. There's just so many different things going on.
0: Yeah. So what what ends up happening at the auto show is that they find the the, the uh, movie, and uh, also that assassin is also there that try to kill uh Holly or March's uh, daughter, and so they have a big shootout. Uh, and uh, the nice guys are trying to secure the movie, and at the same time, there's an assassin there that's trying to kill them. And also the head of General Motors, who is exposing everyone to all this smog, uh, is trying to get the film as well. So it's like three people fighting at once.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That is pretty wild that the head of General Motors is there. He's like actively getting involved and he's like, we have to get that. We have to get that roll of film. And that was a good Richard Nixon impersonation. <laughs> Or you have to get that roll of film. Or you have to get that film. Um, Because if I were like the CEO of a company, I would try to pretend that I have no involvement in that whatsoever. But this dude's like, no, like I need that film. We need to sell GM cars forever. And they still do. And they have been for a while now.
0: I own a GM car. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think we both own Chinese cars or sorry, wait, Japanese, is, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese cars.
0: There's, oh, and they also may. And that's so funny you say that because at the end, um, March, Ryan Gosling's character does say like, this doesn't matter. In the end, uh, Japanese cars are going to are going to win every are going to win and everyone's going to own them. Mark my words. And then, you know, it's <laughs> just a call to modern day how everyone does have a Japanese car.
1: They're so reliable. I
0: love my Toyota.
1: It's, uh, it's funny because they, there's a meme that I just thought about where uh, it's a TikTok meme where this guy pulls up because I was really I still am very into Tacoma trucks. Okay. I really want to get a Tacoma truck and they take a, a, a screen grab from this movie that uh, Russell Crowe is in where he plays like a road rage driver and he's in a truck and there's is a screen a grab movie? yeah yeah okay. it's semi-recent i think it came out like two years ago or a year ago uh, yeah i think i've heard of it and it it's a scene it's it's a screen grab where he's in sunglasses he's kind of like leaning out of the truck like that and uh the the meme is this guy pulls up in his tacoma next someone in a ford raptor or a uh-huh. ford f-150 and he goes oh nice little uh japanese truck buddy um, I bet that thing doesn't really pull any power, does it? And then the guy looks over to him and he goes, yeah, but it'll last longer than your piece of shit, truck. And then, because like one screen grab is like, he's very casual looking over it, and the next screen grab, he's like, he looks all serious. He's like, the fuck did you say? He goes, uh, nothing. And he like rolls up the window. <laughs> but it's funny how we're talking about Japanese, or Japanese cars and Russell Crowe and we're watching the nice guys and then there's that meme about or someone made a meme about Russell Crowe's character in that Maybe movie. he
0: took that role because of this movie. He Maybe. wanted a redemption or something. Or wanted to double down. And double <laughs> double <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, okay. So, this all ends up... What ends up happening is they get the film. They prove that Amelia's mom is behind this big cover-up. And they end up winning, so you think. Amelia's mom gets arrested, she gets sent to prison, but at the end of the day, the corporations are going to continue, like, uh, fucking over people as they always did. Um, but, what's nice about all this is that uh, March and Healy find out that they work well together. So they end up opening a agency together, and they establish the nice guys. And what should have been a fucking sequel to this awesome-ass movie does not happen. And that's a fucking bummer. Yeah.
1: Um, there was like some speculation that they were going to make it. Well, so, uh, unfortunately the movie bombed. The movie did not do well. Critics really liked the film. Not a lot of people want to go see this. It got, uh, it honestly got beaten up by trolls. It was a fucking Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Son of a bitch. It was a hard. uh, It was definitely a hard opening. And so they there was so much fan love for this film that Shane Black, I think he met up with some people and they talked about doing like a TV series. Oh, that would have been so cool. The studio that was in release, it didn't want it to be Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. They wanted it to be two female-led characters. Okay. And it just never... I don't know if it's like put on like a shelf somewhere and they're thinking about it. But it just never...
0: Never took off. Yeah,
1: never took off.
0: That's a shame. I would have watched anything as long as uh, Shane Black or the same writers are a part of it. Because this movie is just so fucking hilarious it's good
1: i don't know have you seen the predator okay well (laughs) maybe not maybe i was a little hyperbolic there um no yeah like i was i would love i would love to see something like this with the same concept uh whether it be the same characters or the same universe or i don't like using that word the universe but um
0: mcu universe yeah Um, how do you feel about See you. No,
1: let's not go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, let's not go down that. Um, but yeah, it just—it's so weird because I talk to people that have seen this movie, and they, everyone genuinely likes it.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's just such a fun time to watch this. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Okay. Well, we've fucking already told you guys what we think of the movie, but let's still give it a rating. Emilio, out of a one to five rating, what score would you give this? movie? I think this is the way we should do it from here on out is give us, give a final summary first. How do you feel about this movie and then give it your rating.
1: Mm. Well, I do love this movie. I think it's, has moments of great comedy moments of great drama action is very stop and go but the film as a whole and the story as a whole is just so cohesive and it all just flows so well um so that's what i like about it Uh, i'll give it a i'd give it a five out of five that was a really buzz explanation.
0: <laughs> I, I like, like it. it. Um, yeah, I think that it's very funny. Uh, a trope about action comedy movies is that the action really stops and it starts. And I think that you'll see that a lot in The Nice Guys, that the action just stops and starts. But the acting's really good, the writing's really good. I really like the characters which is very, so far from what we've seen in other Ryan Gosling movies, I don't like mm-hmm. the characters. It's very watchable. I would watch this movie a bunch of times. And also, if I had a friend who never watched it and were hanging out, I'd be totally down just to throw it on. Uh, not to say that that that, that should be, like, uh, a marker for quality, just that something's watchable. But it's very fun. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5, too. I like it a lot. So far, I've given every movie we've, we've watched 5 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> but not, I mean it wholeheartedly. This one's a five out of five.
1: Not the not the fracture. I did. Wait, did you really? It five. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> kind of as a joke, but still Ryan Gosling's in it, so five
1: out of yeah, five. Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay, in the pantheon of Ryan Gosling movies, what would you give this one? Oh, um, this is
1: an S tier. Why? Hmm. Why? Why? Oh, uh, well, this does. Really stretch out what Ryan Gosling can do as an actor, especially like in the comedy aspect, and it's just fun to watch him on screen. Like every time there's something big going on, his character is always doing something. It's always like captivating, and this is one of the, yeah this is one of the first films where he steps out of like that role of being like a serious kind of quiet person into kind of loud dumb but also very heartfelt yeah and he plays that very well on here and in he really bounces off of Russell Crowe's character very well so yeah i would i would say this is definitely one of the top performances.
0: I would also give this uh, S tier as well. Um, I have no doubt that if people watched this before it was announced that he would be in Barbie, they would have automatically been like, "Yeah, Ryan's Ryan going to oh, yeah. fucking kill that shit. He's so funny. Um, his comedy timing is timing is really good. Um, he's super funny. He plays into. He has no problem playing." a person who is a loser uh there which just sounds funny but like there are so many actors out there that take themselves way too fucking seriously like yeah. uh, like a certain person called the rock and <laughs> refuses to play roles where he loses or gets beat up or whatever and ryan gosling is totally down for that um and yeah he's so good in this so this is an s-tier movie i think this is definitely one you have to have in your repertoire if you're a ryan gosling fan okay last thing the mission statement of this podcast. Literally him. Are we literally him? Do you literally see yourself as Holland March? I do right now. <laughs> Why?
1: I'm pretty buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's funny. I'm funny. That's true. Um, He does have kind of like this drive, like a no quit. Drive just, (laughs) (laughs) uh, this kind of like drive like no quit mentality. Um, I definitely don't drink a lot. Dead air,
0: big silence. Um, (laughs) For both of us,
1: (laughs) I don't drink as much as this character does. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I do see a lot of myself in him that I guess I couldn't say that I really can't describe unless, like, you watch it and you've seen me buzz. (laughs) I, yeah, I would say, like, at least 75%.
0: That's not bad. I think this character is incredibly likable. He is a person who's experienced trauma. He's a person who, like, will not get... Doesn't want to get better. But then again, he does have a daughter. She turned out all right. Um, he has a successful job. He does have a lot of dumb luck. I truly feel like I'm a person who's had a lot of dumb fucking luck. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give myself... Uh, I can see myself as literally him as a good like 65%. I think that I'm a person that has lucked out a lot. And uh, I do like to drink. So there you go. <laughs> I can't imagine I, this whole. Okay. So we've been like, I, speaking for myself, I've been buzzed this whole time. I can't imagine holding a job and being buzzed. All we have to do is talk into a fucking microphone about a movie we like. And I don't think I did a good job.
1: It's kind of hard. Um, I've been I've been buzzed like at the brewery Like working behind the bar And it's very like The beginning is so like Oh yeah like you're loose And everything's fun And oh. hole's loose. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that um Like you're talking to people And then like you're vibing off Everybody and then You're like oh I'm coming down now <laughs> Oh shit, this sucks. I have oh shit, I have like what? 3 more hours of this? Oh fuck, Jeez this sounds bless. terrible. And then you get to the finish line and you're like, I want to go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn.
1: All right. Well, that
0: does it for this episode of Literally Him. We hope to see you next time. Uh I'm your co-host Joseph, and
1: I'm Emilio.